I mean, it's like people freak out because there's a new Netflix series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's like that things communicating with whales. Yeah. Yeah. Not and then from this flying planet. away to yeah. another planet. And they don't yeah. care about us. They care yeah. about whales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's way more interesting. Like these losers. <laughs> Welcome back to Eclipse on Tap, the podcast where we talk about eclipses of all kinds and space in general. We have a very special podcast, episode 30, the 30th celebration. What better place to do so than at our good friends Broadleaf Local Beer. Welcome Jared, taproom manager at Broadleaf and ward creative director at Broadleaf. Thanks for, thanks for coming on, guys. Yep. Hello. <laughs> thanks for having us. Welcome. Very excited. It's going to be a good time. Nathan, crack the beer. Yeah, there you so go. There we go. Nothing better yeah. than the sound of a cracking beer into a, a a mic. Yeah. So, but yeah, episode thirty. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, man. We so we started this back uh, shortly after the twenty seventeen eclipse down in uh, we we saw that in Hopkinsville. So yeah, it's been thirty episodes since, and we've come a long way. We've had uh, a lot of beers have passed through these mics. Lot, yeah, a lot of beers through the yeah. liver. Uh, yeah. But uh, hey, we're still trucking. I mean. Like I say, every episode it gets you know one episode older. Yeah, next like month it'll be episode thirty-one, and uh, yeah. So so thank you guys again for hosting us here. It's awesome, and um, this will be the first time that we'll actually have utilized all four mics for this podcast. We yep. continue to evolve and advance, and uh, it's been a blast. So group so friendly. Yeah, I feel blessed <laughs> to be the fourth mic. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really good about that, <laughs> and about being episode thirty. Yeah, yeah. we I feel, we I feel very strong with the force right now. Uh, yeah. That's good. <laughs> we feel good. it. We feel it on this side too. Yeah. We figure, you know, people people do a big party for the thirtieth birthday, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I drink some beers. So yeah. we talked about doing that for the twenty-first episode. Was doing. Uh, I think we did do a little yeah, bit we, of a. We did. Uh, we but it wasn't smashed <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> at my at my house, but you know, it wasn't anything. Uh, we didn't go out, or uh, you know, well, we might have gone out afterwards or beforehand, but yeah, we we kind of just chilled at the old uh, the old pub. Yeah. At my house, but yeah. yeah. But yeah, thirtieth thirtieth episode. Um, yeah, just. Thank you guys for hosting us. Yeah. Appreciate. Yeah. Yeah, so we're here at the, uh, what would you call this? The, the paddock? The deck? Well, technically, and this is right on point theme, thematically, this is the escape pod. Oh, all right. So we're you're kind of on the wing of the escape pod. All right. That we're, I love it. We're beaming from. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. Now, Jared, you're here a lot. How many, you, you often see this place filled with some private parties, people up here enjoying beers. Yeah, quite often we have like parties run up out the space. We offer it to groups of like five to fifteen guests a lot. Heck yeah! Uh, you see a lot of people come up here when there's live music, just because it gives a great vantage point to sure. overlook the entire tap room. And then uh, to tell you the truth, a lot of families with kids like to hang out up here. Sure. Uh, you can trap them up here on the couches, which is kind of a nice little thing. Yeah, yeah. sure. Contain the kids up I love there that. in the pod. The yeah. escape yeah. pod. <laughs> 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 it couldn't be better. I didn't even know that. That's a. I didn't even realize that until just now. So. That's yeah, awesome. for, for those who've never been to Broadleaf, it's it's definitely a must hit if you're in the Grand Rapids area. We're we're sitting up on top of shipping containers uh, that are stacked right above your kitchen, right? Yes. And and uh, I mean, it just gives it a cool feel in here. You've got a lot of different things going on. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And and now uh, kind of daisy chaining off of yeah. the space themed uh, deck area uh, container area. We've noticed as uh, as uh, lovers of your beer that. Um, in the short time that you've been open, what, it's probably what coming up on a little over a year or just about a year. Uh, currently, we're about nine months. Nine months, okay. Yeah. So we've noticed that uh, quite a few of your beers have a bit of a space theme. Yeah. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And, uh, I'm so glad you. I'm glad somebody's <laughs> paying attention. So we we noticed from from the very beginning. And, um, and we love it. One of the, the biggest things we, we love to do on this podcast is, and we always say is such a surprise, is we have no shortage of space beer. Space beer is here to stay. And, it's um, our mission. Every, every uh, time we go out, hit a market, it's our mission to find a space-themed beer. We're on the hunt. You guys are helping us out <laughs> tremendously. So thank you so much. The most local space beer proprietor. Exactly. Proud to be. (laughs) (laughs) So, so uh, Ward, as creative director, uh, is it mostly kind of your brainchild, so to speak, with the naming and with the uh, you know earlier off air? You talk about the design of the cans and. Um, man, how long of a podcast is this? (laughs) 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 However long as you want. The genesis story of of uh, Broadleaf as a whole. Yeah. Um, and. The weird naming and the weird art and, and a lot of that does stem from my odd cranium. Um, going back way, uh, 2017, we released um, Juice and Dawn of Vim. The backstory of that was 100% sci-fi. Yeah. Um, and, and basically those beers spun into what would become Broadleaf and what we're all about here. Uh, and the story behind that was basically this this crazed um, scientist who who encapsulated uh, vim and and vigor and and earthy delight all down to one juice one <laughs> seed um, and just sent it out to a planet and uh, and literally seeded a planet and then we got you know from there stems all this evolutionary stuff dawn of life and then growing and um, vibrant luxury and some of the beers that came after that were all named around this sort of explosion of life on some other planet um, so evolution alien stuff space exploration has been uh, part of what I've been down with uh, for a while and Broadleaf is kind of the the ship that's taken that off <laughs> into, the, into the outer realms that's, awesome yeah it's good times that's super yeah, cool yeah. love it you kind of explained that when we were here, um, like right when you guys had your, your kind of pre-opening. Nine months ago. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we were here and yeah, we got a tour from you and you were explaining a lot of the story behind that. That's pretty cool. Um, just the, that, that much goes into what we have and what we're sitting in right now. And I, it's going to be really cool to see what you guys do with it over the next, you know, next nine months and, you know, next year or so. So it'll be, uh, it's definitely, um, Definitely. Space food yeah. is next up. Yeah. Space food, yeah. <laughs> well, oh yeah. You know, we're yeah. we're we're into the graphic novel, and then there'll be a film adaptation. Yeah, yeah. We'll just keep going yeah. with it. Yeah, that's awesome. Do you plan on more artwork on the walls here? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And and it's funny because it's it's definitely like there's a there's a circular thing going on here. Like you mm. guys enjoying the fact that we do some space themed things definitely makes us want to do more. You know, the, the, what this brewery is about is uh, one of the key pieces is exploration, right. and you know that just ties right into to sci-fi and space and 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 actual real non-sci-fi exploration. Um, 
of the world and everything else out there beyond. It's awesome. Yeah. And so uh, it's a brain melt. Yeah. <laughs> so in a way, in telling that story, Vim had this idea. Well, the dawn of Vim, right? So the the juice planted the seed on some planet. This is kind of that planet. Yeah. In a way. In, in, in fact. When we were looking into naming this brewery, one of the one of the first names I pitched was Planet Vim, and okay. everyone was like, eh, "It's a little, <laughs> it's a little too much." For I you. love it. It's a little <laughs> too much. I get down so with that. Like the, and, and the second one I pitched was Lost Pilot. Um, this this idea. One of your beers. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So it, it, that stuck yeah. around for that, and we'll probably we'll probably re uh, we'll come back to that Vim story at some point. Um, now, Jared, as someone who's obviously dealing with clientele here all the time, do you feel that people pick up on the space theme beer? I'm not saying other than us, because we're weird. <laughs> <laughs> but do you feel like, uh, you know, some of the beer names that you've come out with, like the, the most recent one, that Zon 9, that raw IPA, awesome beer. Did people pick up on that, or was it more like you telling the story and, and people uh, kind of receiving that? Um, I would say it's about 50-50, to tell yeah. you the truth. Uh, you have, like, half the, like, the Jeopardy nerds that come in and know exactly what we're talking <laughs> about, and then we'll give us a little speech about, like, what we left out on the Zond missions. Um, <laughs> the nice thing about that is it does give us a really good talking point, um, and with a lot of words' names, it gives us something that's really a, a kickoff because they'll look at it and say, what the hell is Paradise Mutation? <laughs> <laughs> so, because they're so used to seeing brown ale. Right, yeah. right, know, right, right. Uh, pills, you know, up on boards everywhere. Boring, yeah. Instead of something that yeah. does capture the imagination. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it, yeah, I love the, uh, the kind of the funkiness of the beers too, the unique styles that you guys have brewed. Can you talk about a little bit maybe some of the, I mean, maybe Zon 9 would be one to start with, the raw IPA style. I think all three of us were oh, yeah. all about that beer, but it was something yeah. that we really hadn't tasted before. Yeah, so that came about um, after we did a collaboration uh, about a month and a half ago now uh, with Rake Brew Project out of Muskegon. Uh, those guys have been doing some really nice raw ales uh, for a while now. Uh, came over here, Josh Rake, and hung out with us, uh, and Jacob, and made a really nice raw IPA with us. Uh, sold really well. We really loved the flavor of it. And uh, the nice thing about the raw IPAs, one, it cuts down on our brewing time for a little bit. Uh, two, it gives you a really nice mouthfeel, a little bit fuller mouthfeel than you usually would with have a, a regular hazy IPA without having to add all the, the oats or the lactose that you would otherwise to make up that type of a thing in that beer. Um, secondly, it's just, it catches people when you see the raw IPA because a lot of people are so unfamiliar with that style. Mm, um, yeah, same I think that, with was, like, uh, that was the first one I've had. Yeah. This is on nine. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Uh, like uh, the bean often. propulsion with the IPL. Mm -hmm. You know, when we first put that on, we had a ton of guests coming in asking us, what the hell is an IPL? Because they had never seen it on a tap list around here, uh, at least in this part of Michigan. Sure. Uh, some of us that do a little bit more beer traveling, of course, have seen that around uh, on the coasts a little bit more where it's prevalent. But uh, it's, it's nice to be able to expose uh, Michigan to some of these styles that they're definitely not as familiar with. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, just every time we come in, it's something new. It is. Yeah, there's like literally, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come in probably once a week or so, and there's something new either upcoming or uh, on the list, and it's always cool to, especially, uh, yeah, recently just the, you know, the – Zon 9 and all that. I mean, that was really cool to, to have that. And, um, I mean, we're always looking. It's every single time, like I said, every time we go out, it's it's a mission to, to stock up on where we can with a, a space-themed beer. Where is the space-themed yeah. beers? 
And I'll say, like, and I, I'm the only one of us that have, has kids. My, my wife and I actually met at Vivant, uh, got engaged at Vivant. So, hey, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> First date and yeah. then got engaged there. So this month we're do you should send your story and we're doing features of people who have met oh, really? Levant. So Oh yeah. 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 Talk right. to our marketing guy. All right. Get we'll in. Do. <laughs> hey, you got a minute? <laughs> um, but but anyhow, you know, it would it always been our thing to go over to Vivant. That was just once a week we go over there. As of like probably the last probably two months or so with the two kids this is just a welcoming place to bring kids i mean it's a lot easier to park get them in get a quick bite to eat my daughter is two and a half and houses the whole kids burger <laughs> and fries <laughs> and she's all into the video games too oh yeah all about the pinball and yeah so it, it's just a it's a cool vibe i mean obviously our roots are still with vivant but you guys have definitely got something unique that we love here and it's it's as far as like a family atmosphere it's awesome no, it's it's good to hear because you know that's that's the intention for both places is that, is that it's very you know it's friendly whatever however you want to come in family no family whatever but Vivant's got that awesome play area but it, it you know particularly in the summer like it gets packed really quick it's mm-hmm. like a scramble for whoever can get the table closest to the play area sure and, and broadly if it's kind of like all the tables are near the play area yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's got a big kind of you know that big warehouse feel and uh, yeah yeah. Yeah, we're we're going to have a roller derby in here at some point. Soon. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wrestling match. Like, there's just so <laughs> much space. That's you awesome. could. You could do you, I mean, when I first heard about you guys moving in here, I was like, wait a second. Like, 29th and Lake Eastbrook. Like, that was like a furniture store. <laughs> like, this does not fit their profile. But then you get in here, and it's like, oh, my gosh. You, like, you'd never know, you know. We, we had some of the same trepidations. Yeah. It was like, you know, how does this fit into the, the local community and the culture in Kentwood? And um, we really want to be a kind of uh, center point for what is happening in Kentwood. Because, you know, people go, oh, it's here in Kentwood. It's just small. I'm like, that's a lot. Like, I grew up out there. There's a lot of cool people. Anywhere that's that's as corporate as 28th Street has a really awesome undercurrent. Yeah. Yeah, sure, for sure. Just weird freaks. <laughs> so that's why one of our hashtags is Kent Weird because we, I, like you know I grew up right around the block. We, yeah. like, I know the people here. Yeah. So yeah. it's uh, it's fun. It was definitely you know uh, the original idea is to, to open a second pub. You know we were never thinking 29th Street. Yeah. But it's awesome. And, yeah. It's uh, we're really enjoying the fact that we're getting a completely different clientele than what we would get at Vivant, but we're also getting people who were. You know, for the last nine years, big fans of Yvonne and still are, and just want a little bit of a different experience. So. Right. Well, especially, I think, um, you know, people on, especially this t- side of town, there's really nothing like this. I mean, no, at all. You got Applebee's so, or yeah, <laughs> you have a lot of you have a lot of chains that you can go to. Um, there's not, there isn't really a, a hot spot for a craft beer or anything like that. Um, I mean, you have to drive into downtown or East Town or, um, you know. So I think having something in this area, I think just with the population in this area i mean that i think it's like a relief to have this here now you know it's something extra uh you know another place to go um and i think i think as people obviously become more familiar with it and you know people that who who wouldn't necessarily be into the the craft beer scene come here and get a taste of it you know uh, i think that it'll definitely grow even bigger you know i just imagine Every, you have the airport right over here. You have like all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's a prime prime spot, I think. But yeah, definitely. 
Now, uh, Ward, you said growing up around the corner. Speaking of growing up, all these space-inspired names. Were you into space growing up? Did you watch you know, launches on TV? I, I, I was, but not in... Uh, not in a huge way. No, because no. I, I did. I I grew up around here, but only starting from like high school. So my youth okay. was spent in rural Virginia. Okay. So I, I was a bumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's my whole family. Like my family comes from southern France. I tell people, oh, my family's from France. They're like, oh, how suave. I'm like, no, they're they're, they're just rednecks. They're like up in the Pyrenees, <laughs> in, a, in a valley that nobody goes to. So that was kind. of... So you know the Virginia of France. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, growing up, it was uh, it was the same sort of reference points that I think a lot of people have. Sure. Know, Star Wars and uh, some some of the other kind of sci-fi and fantasy stuff. Um, I was into it, but but you know not not to the level that I am now. It's it's been more of an ad- adult thing of like getting more, and it, it stems more from. Um, biology and that sort of thing and this thinking about alien life more mm-hmm. than just kind of like space right <laughs> right um and i don't have any background in sort of you know engineering and rockets and that sort of stuff so uh that's been you know those sorts of themes uh, that, that came about here for space it came mostly from um the idea of alternate biologies and alternate alternate uh, chemistry and that was all informed by just us seeking at Vivant to just start to make different types of beers mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and think about how you can make beers based on coming from an avenue of flavor and aroma as opposed to coming from the avenue of style. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that we definitely carry over here. So when you're talking about, you know, like every time we come in, there's like a, a new style. That's the intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the intention is just constantly pushing that border um, or that boundary of where can we go with this from a flavor standpoint and for the kitchen as well like mm-hmm. you know how can we oh yeah create new yeah. cuisine yeah. hey here's a here's a task for this week kitchen create a yeah. whole new cuisine <laughs> have at it that guys. goes with this beer <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's that's awesome and, and um you know the food i feel is uh, extremely well received do you feel most people jared coming in a lot of people eating dinner too yeah, I mean, to tell you the truth, over the last month, we've had a, a huge pickup with the kitchen. That's awesome. Where we're noticing a lot of people are coming in and going straight to the kitchen first before they even start their beer tab up at the Hell bar. Hell yeah. Uh, just because they know they really want to get that dinner in. Um, and especially since our specials have been selling out, since they've been doing a great job with making our weekly specials, uh, to run up there, check the board, and uh, get that last one before uh, they lose out. Oh, yeah. The flanken fries? That's the go-to. The best. That's the go-to. My God. Oh, yeah. So good. Pretty money. <laughs> so good. So it's good. The, it's the best. So I take two-thirds of it. My wife gets the leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> it goes perfect. Like It's like the perfect meal with just a, a nice, like, juicy IPA or something like that. It's like, oh, yeah. nothing better. Nothing, nothing better, better than uh, have digging into that after a long, hard day of work, I will say. Yeah. <laughs> so we preach on a monthly basis, getting out and looking up. Do any of you have a telescope then? Um, I do back at my parents' house. I grew up in like Marcellus, Michigan, uh, down near Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. So my parents own uh, 50 acres of land and then our neighbors each own a, a couple hundred acres of land. So we're in a very good like dark area. Dark, some where dark I, skies, yeah. I can actually yeah. like see the skies. So a lot of times like growing up, me and my friends would sit on our roof and uh, uh, do some things that are legal now that weren't illegal back in those days. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, look up at the stars. Uh, you know, just waste time in high school a lot. Yeah. Um, and my parents had like telescopes and stuff like that, so we could actually like 
check out things in depth that we normally wouldn't. Did you hear about the new official Dark Sky Park in Three Rivers? So not not that far from there, right? Yeah. No, I, Three Rivers is actually where I went to school. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, so you're yeah, there. Yeah. 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 So you you've known about the the Dark Sky. I park. did not know about the Dark Sky. <laughs> no, I mean, park, I'm just saying. I mean, gro- I knew about, yeah. Growing up, you were you were in it. <laughs> yeah. you, you were always in it. You were yeah. in the park. <laughs> you're in the park without even knowing. Yeah. yeah, I've been up to Headlands Dark Sky Park in Mackinac City area, and it's it's phenomenal. And I am re- I think all of us are really looking forward to getting down to the new one because yeah, it's a little closer. We've all got telescopes. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's uh. Their dad has uh, what is it a 16 inch or an eight or it's a 16 a 16 one, inch yeah, 16 diameter Dobsonian massive. No, yeah. massive we could probably telescope. all three fit in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a cannon essentially. Yeah, that's impressive. But it's yeah. Yeah, it's sweet. Yeah, you can and see I, like globular clusters and it's yeah. crazy. Go out yeah. to Lake Michigan with that thing and you yeah. are set for a night. Yeah, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I think I mean who who in their right mind doesn't like a good dark sky? Oh yeah, yeah. you know. Get out on. on the beach. You go out. Like, People who live in Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or even. They got other cool stuff, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, my dad had a telescope growing up. I was I was never. Uh, I never had a telescope. I wasn't into that. But uh, like the imagery of the universe is always just. It just completely hooks me. Yeah. Anytime I see that stuff, uh, you know, and you just kind of go, oh, yeah, I'm pretty pointless. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, and I like that. I'm just a yeah. Yeah. grain it's of not, sand. It's a good feeling. It's a grounding good feeling. feeling. Yeah, we talk yeah. about that a lot. And um, we, we've joked on the podcast, too, about you know, taking the race chaser dad, their dad, uh, his telescope out to the lake and uh, starting a little business. Say, if you have a long day at work, you need to de-stress, come out, pay a dollar, look up. See a globular cluster. See Saturn's rings. You're set. You, you get put in your place. Therapy. We'll it's give therapy. you. A, we'll give you a red cup. <laughs> there'll be a keg. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. It's we'll all you need. out there. So you you get all that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I'm well, like, it's it's a dollar to look through the scope. It's you know yeah we'll see. Yeah. It'll five s- bucks yeah. for a cup. We'll start know, small. Like we'll yeah. start small. <laughs> yeah. But it really is like therapy in a way. It, that grounding feeling. We talk about that all the time. That's why we felt like our mantra for the podcast is. A lot of people ask what like what is it why are we doing this we like space we like drinking beer we, we wanted to make a more casual approachable podcast that you're not listening to and you we'll talk about launches and stuff we'll talk about technical stuff from time to time but we're not talking about the uh, amount of thrust that the new you know starship spacex starship has while it is of interest we're more about that visceral feel like get outside look up at the night sky and, and do it with friends yep. and yep. Um, enjoy a beer enjoy a beer so yeah, yeah, it, yeah it goes hand in hand i mean it really does so it does this beer we didn't even announce it we, we always talk about what beer we're <laughs> drinking and uh war do you want to introduce this one since it's the uh so you guys are lucky enough to be the first ones to taste the hazier J. uh so we came out with a beer uh last last month Jeez, it seems longer than that ago like um but yeah recently called hazy J, which was uh basically of, of just over five percent and we liked that beer a lot. Wanted to do something that was very similar, but bump up the ABV a bit, um, give it a little bit more backbone. So that's what we did. And it's called Hazier J, and it releases here on Saturday. Um, to the general public. <laughs> to Gen Pop. You guys got it a couple of days ahead of time. Yeah. And that's awesome. We're very excited Love about it. it because it's gonna. It's, it's one of uh, three beers that we're going to be pushing hard uh, in a self-distribution. So you'll have Hazier J. Our, our koozie cream nut stout and then uh, beam propulsion uh, 
which is our IPL. So all three of those will be going out, and you'll see those at uh, any sort of cool places. Yeah, And yeah. if they don't have them, they're just not that cool. They don't have to get it. Only sort of true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you were, you were uh, responsible for the artwork on this? Yeah, I did the, the art on it, which um, <laughs> you'll be shocked by the name uh, being Hazy and Hazier J that there's some sort of, you know, <laughs> chronic... Um, <laughs> Smoky, <laughs> sort of <laughs> hazy. It smoke, does look a little smoke smoky. influence patterns there. <laughs> um, yeah, this one is uh, leaning more towards that—the dank and the dark, and uh, hopefully enjoyable. And oh you yeah. guys have been doing like a braille print on yeah, most of your labels yeah. now. Yeah, is that the, the is that across is, the board? That is on all of uh, all of the labels that we do here at Broadleaf. Okay. And the way that that process works is it's. Um, it's a layering of spot gloss, so we can't do it on any really big runs that we do. Okay. Uh, but that was actually the idea of uh, the printing company that we work with, Middleton Printing, which is a local spot. Okay. And we started working with them on that, and uh, it, it kind of uh, became a really interesting thing because there's so much to talk about in that realm. I mean, the yeah. one aspect is... Um, the actual visual, visual representation of Braille in the can, which is obviously counterintuitive, but it's we did it that way intentionally to, to raise awareness of that, and raise awareness and just think about experiences for people and and how how that comes across to someone who, who can't see yeah. uh, the, the lack of information. They're just getting a can in front of them, like with the, there's no data. Yeah. Um, so we started talking about what that could literally feel like and how and you know, what would be valuable information to have on there um, and just talking about inclusion and diversity and, and all those things that come into play in drinking beer yeah. Yeah. Um, and that led to conversations with Sight Lab and Disart and a whole spectrum of, of cool people um, who wanted to be on board with that and ended up getting some national attention um at, at first in in a sort of you know not the best way because we realized we were doing the braille wrong oh. and what, what came uh. out of that was this really interesting conversation because um as someone who's you know never read braille i just assumed that it was kind of one alphabet but in fact there's braille there's contracted braille there's um scientific braille so we had the parts right that were like you know it's <laughs> hazy j and it's got these hops but when it, once it got down to the the scientific bits, the alcohol by volume and the, the size and the ounces and all yeah, that. Yeah, it's 98% alcohol. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's like code, right? It's like yeah. computer code. You're putting an indicator in front of certain yeah. uh, symbols in oh. order to activate the, that they're being read in a scientific way. Okay. And without that indicator, it just looks like... <laughs> <laughs> like it's, just, it's just nonsense. Um, so, it, yeah, it led to some really neat discussions with um, a whole bunch of great people who worked with us on trying to get the Braille right and work. We're pretty sure we have it correct nice. now, though. It's still, <laughs> it's constantly trying to go like, okay, is this the right formula? Because it's 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 a it's another alphabet. Yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't have the vaguest idea. Yeah. I mean, yeah. was Braille Pale the first one that you guys did? Uh, no, we we did that. That was a that was actually a Vivant beer that we it, did oh, with sorry, Sight yeah. Lab. Yeah. Um, so that was, I think, the fourth or fifth can that had. Oh, Braille. okay. Um, the first ones were the first broadleaf beers. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a cool it's a cool project. And Jared, have you 
seen, have you actually seen maybe someone that is visually impaired be able to utilize the Braille on the cans? Um, I haven't seen that in the tap room, but I've had family members come in who have visually impaired relatives that are very excited to like take four packs That's home awesome. with them. Uh, just because of that, just that fact that Ward brought up that they've never had uh, an opportunity that they haven't had to sit down and tell their relative exactly what the beer is, what's in this beer, what the ABD is. Um, so it is nice to see it making that impact in our local community. That's yeah. awesome. It's got to be rewarding. That's very, very cool. Kudos. I would never have, like, I, I mean, that was way above my head. Boy, you, you know, all the different dialects or styles of Braille, that kind of thing. Like, uh, oh, the amount well, of, I mean, <laughs> it was way above our head, too, obviously, because we goofed it up. And we still, you know, we're still, in, you know, working with the label place in Middleton, and uh, we're still in communication with Braille transcribers, kind of going, is this right? And yeah. I mean, they're so amazing, they can just look at it and read it visually yeah. as well as texturally. Wow. Um, so, yeah. It's, That's it's, a skill yeah. set I don't have. Plus, it, it looks cool, you know. Yeah. I'll say that. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of the interesting thing about it. And one of the things that we did with SightLab was we, when we came out with Braille, BraillePale, we said, you know, how do we visually communicate the same sort of confusion that someone without sight has when they're just given a can without Braille? Mm-hmm. And so we, we intentionally put the Braille on there visually just so people would go, oh, what is that? say yeah and you're going yeah, yeah the tables are turned now <laughs> yeah. you're in the yeah. same position that, that people with outside are in constantly yeah, yeah um, exactly yeah that awareness is something that became a very cool kind of conversation point right um yeah, yeah. well i mean the first time i saw it it drew me to the can honestly I, you know like you said what the hell does that say? You know, I'm looking at it like maybe I, you know, maybe I can make it out, but you know, and then you realize, <laughs> oh, I can't real bra- read Braille. All right, but uh, yeah, I think that's yeah one of the first times I saw that. I was like, oh wow, that's kind of cool. But um, yeah, definitely, I think the one of the coolest things that you guys have, obviously outside of the um, you know the great beers that you offer, but the art on the cans is a huge draw. Like I, I just think it's it's and it's like. Uh, it's different. Like we every single time, it's like something totally different, yeah. and it's it's just eye catching. And yeah. it, I think you have to. We've talked about it before. You have to like, you know, you're on a shelf, uh, you know, in a store with other beers on the shelf. You have to set yourself apart in some way because you know people are going through a, a beer aisle and they're looking and they're going, okay, there's a beer, there's a there's an IPA, there's a pale ale, there's you know. But I think the draw. I think, to, like you kind of said before, tell the story of your beer through maybe the art on the can just to get people to hook in. Yeah. I think I think that's one of the things I really like about, uh, you know, obviously like your canning process and uh, everything that you have had so far. It's it's really cool. I like it. Thanks, yeah. man. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. And, and we're going back to, you know, the... the the braille piece and just the the uniqueness of that it was that's all stemming from our label people they had a, a kind of campaign that they were running that was just about trying to make labels and and something that is a visual medium that's as boring and basic as a label mm-hmm. making that more human let that sure. be something that's actually a connection point to people and so whether it's texturally in the braille aspect or just the kind of bizarreness of the cans that was something that we were shooting for is mm-hmm. you know how, how do you grab someone's attention and hold it and then hopefully also communicate something 
um, in whatever medium that is. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, yeah. it's fun. It's what, weird you, to think uh, about. what were you communicating with the the pugs, 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 pugs? Cowboys communicating. a shout out to my man uh, David Regeri and uh, his nonsensical. We're going to be doing an event with him. This is a cat friend uh, friend of mine and. Um, he he gets weird with it. So he's been our artist for our. We do a weird beer weekend at Vivant. Yeah. Last year we did some uh, broadleaf beers under that um, that banner of weird beer weekend, and one of them was the. <laughs> I gave the name to this beer. It was uh, Pugs 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 King of the Metal parentheses cowboys <laughs> i just wanted to come up with what is the weirdest friggin' name um and then so i said i said i said dave here's what i need and he said what do you, what and i said i need a pug in chaps <laughs> but with three heads and playing a guitar and he was just like Okay, that's a little out there. Even for me. <laughs> I don't know what you're smoking, but I need yeah. some. <laughs> so we're doing an event here um, coming up, actually on 420, shockingly, um, <laughs> called the Cut Up Track One, and it's going to be a digital drum circle, basically manipulation of sound digitally, uh, and and teamed up with a collaging event. Oh, so, cool! So like visual medium, uh, you know, auditory stuff. Uh, next level oddball and that'll be the, the the week after weird beer weekend so okay sweet awesome a little follow-up to that to a weird beer weekend event yeah. that is uh yeah. that's cool cool great well i think i'm getting a little low on my uh, beverage so I we might be so. time for our uh, our break segment which we have deemed i ain't got no beer yeah, we, I couldn't come up with a better name than that, so that's what we you stuck know, with. You're in a place right now where that problem can be solved. We were like, what, what should we come up with a break segment? We always go to, like I said, David's home home little pub, grab another beer. I ain't got ain't no got beer. No beer. Yeah. Ain't got no beer. So ain't got no beer. We'll take a quick break. We'll refuel, uh, and we'll be back with you in a few. Welcome back from the break. We no longer ain't got no beer. We have beer, courtesy of our good friends at Broadleaf. Cheers, my friends. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Thank you again for having us. Uh, anytime. That, uh, Very good. Is delicious this time. I uh, I've got the Paradise Mutation. I know David, you do as well. Yep, I do. So good. And Very I went space themed with the Zond Nine. <laughs> Very good, my friend. Very good. Yeah. And Ward, what were you? Uh, what were you drinking this time around? Yeah, I have the appropriately titled Star Tide. Yes, uh, which is actually actually the Watermark guys gave it that name because okay. we were looking for stuff that was like like broadleaf and space themed, and then their Watermark. So cool it fit. Yeah. yeah. And Where my, are they out of again? My wife made the uh, the ginger syrup that we put in there. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's, That's awesome. Crazy. 
<laughs> that is delicious. I, I had a little sample of that uh, about a week ago when I was here. That yeah, was we, really I think we good. had the. You, got, really you gave us yeah. a little sample. The other stout. What was the stout that had the um, the one that that was before Star Tide? I think it almost had maybe a little bit of like a cinnamony flavor or something. Or I don't remember. It could have been a while back. I I don't recall. I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many cycling through. That's the best part. Like we said in the first half, everything is new. And Jared, what are you uh, sipping on there? Uh, I have the same as you guys. The Paradise. Paradise mutation. I thought maybe with yeah. the, the color. I just got a smaller glass. Yeah. <laughs> Picked up a growler of that for the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. We I had a growler. Had one oh, or two yeah. too many. <laughs> <laughs> a growler of Paradise and a growler of uh, Colt, right? Yeah, Colt, Colt Pills. Pills yep. Nice. Yeah. yeah, Colt Pills. So good. And that one's a, that one's a go-to. Usually, we come here for uh, container night. Yes. Occasionally. <laughs> Bring our. Uh, I got a Rusty Wallace Stein, and I have a I uh, thing in there. <laughs> I've got an old school Dale Earnhardt Jr. Wow. So number eight. Yeah. That's the go-to. Fill it up with the Colt. Yeah. Good to go. Yeah, yeah. An easy drinking beer. Yeah, it's so good. Really can. I mean, it's like just. It's the perfect beer for yeah. container night, really. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You guys ever been down to Milk Tooth in uh, Indianapolis? Uh, I used to live in Indy, but I have yeah. not been there. No. It's like no. a brunch place, and it. I, I went there not having any real knowledge of, of NASCAR or anything and, and didn't know that that was like the, the the nickname for people who had won the Indy 500 and then they drink and pour the milk yeah. over themselves. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, I walked into the bathroom and they've got all these pictures of these race car drivers pouring milk over themselves. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> this is a really, really interesting ad campaign for these guys. Yeah. How did they afford this? <laughs> yeah. You walk yeah. into that blind and you're going to ask yourself some questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. That's funny. No, I, I've never been there. I'll have to hit that up. Milk Tooth. Yeah, Milk Tooth. Hmm. That's, that's cool. Come down yeah. there next time. So during I Ain't Got No Beer on our uh, Instagram segment, the exclusive Instagram segment, we went down uh, to the uh, the Broadleaf local beer bar and filled up and um, tasty beers all around. So thanks yep. for joining us for the second half. Beautiful bar, by the way. Yeah, can the, you talk about the wood? The wood. Like, can you talk? Tell the story behind the we've, bar top. We've often wondered this. Uh, the story behind <laughs> the bar top is uh, the tree we, fell on we, your garage. <laughs> <laughs> we, no, like, okay. So um, there was a company for a minute there called Michigan End Grain. The owner of that company used to work as uh, kind of the lead woodworker, carpentry builder guy um, at Wellhouse. That's where we got to know him. And I think that we I think we broke him a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's an awesome guy. He's doing awesome stuff. And now I think he's doing uh, like building inspections and things of that nature. But he started the company and I think we put him through so much hell that he was kind of like, you know, maybe it seems like not really worth it. So, yeah, uh, just one big piece of borash. Um, and we said we want a big piece of wood. Um, and then the, 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 some of the tables were done by the same same guy, same company. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. He said, what's the biggest, gnarliest piece of wood you got? Yeah. And then we and then we put Boba Fett. I was just about to say that. I never noticed that until I was going uh, to the bathroom yeah. during the break. <laughs> that was that was my boss Jason Spaulding's idea. Um, he came in. He had he had three of his old Star Wars collection. He said, "Who should we put in?" And it was like it was like it was like Luke in the original outfit and R two and Boba. And I went, 
boba? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. Why is that a question? Like, yeah. great idea, but there's an obvious answer here. Who do we so. sacrifice? Yeah. Uh, Luke didn't get left out, though. He is in the tap room. Yeah. We have 16 uh, Easter eggs hidden throughout the tap room, including a couple Star Wars, Luke. Uh, we have an X-Wing and a TIE Fighter, uh, a couple Digimon and Elmo, uh, Lance Bass from InSync. Um, yes. Just kind of like a wide variety. So I haven't had anyone find all 16 yet. Is there that one okay. over by the uh, uh, by the merch? Is that like a Sonic the Hedgehog? Yes. Uh, yeah. Character. I, I think, saw yeah. Chewbacca. Yes. Chewbacca's on the corner of the bar there. Is there. And then over here on the, on top of one of the little containers, is that a Gundam wing? Uh, guy? On top of the containers is uh, one of three Digimon. Digimon. Okay. And then what about this? We wanted this on Saturday. This little cat guy right here. Um, so that's actually part of our uh, our Rube Goldberg machine that our owner Jason built. Okay. So uh, to see it in action during our big beer releases, uh, you'll be able to see that. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, a very complicated machine that does a very simple action most of the time. You know. I think the uh, camera might pick up on yeah. like the hamster yeah. tube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We 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 spent like probably like. 50, 60 man hours <laughs> putting together this big elaborate thing that just puts thing. puts a, co- a four pack in a bag. <laughs> so really? That's awesome. But it's yeah. it's cool. It's cool. That's That's very, cool. We kind of wondered that. We were up here on Saturday doing a little sound checking and saw some wire, some pulleys, and yeah. we're like, okay. Yeah. You know, it's to tempt kids to lean over the rail. <laughs> you know, like Grab for the rope. <laughs> yeah. First thing that came to mind was, I wonder what they do when they're, uh, they shut the doors and turn the lights off here. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't have anything to do with Rube Goldberg, but you have no idea. No, it's, it's no. mainly playing video games, to tell you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> Which, that is a relatively, you know, I guess, newer feature of the, uh, the, the, the whole brewery area and the, I guess the recreational area here. Yeah. Um, the, all the new games you guys are, uh, you know, there's a Area 51 game. I, I yeah, just, got it just noticed that yeah. one. Uh, Classic. Yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. that's pretty cool. We also have, like, Star Wars, Star Trek pinball. Uh, we're really lucky that there's a, a local place, 616 Amusement, that's about a half mile down the road from us. Uh, a couple of 20-year-old guys that we're working with that uh, will bring games down and switch us out every couple months. That's oh, awesome. beautiful. Yeah. Speaking Again, of uh, changing okay. it all up. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, speaking of uh, Area 51, I think this might be a good group <laughs> to talk about some aliens. Oh, hell yeah. Once in a while, we get down the rabbit hole. Sounds like great. Pretty <laughs> much every podcast, we go down the rabbit hole. We had uh, their dad on, my father-in-law, to talk about the Tic Tac. I'm, f- I'm sure if you're into aliens, Bob Lazar, Bob Lazar the, all that. And uh, we got down the rabbit hole deep. For like five episodes in a row, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just nothing but aliens and Tic Tacs and you. It's one of those natural things. It's organic when you start thinking. Get out, look up. You keep looking up, like you said. Just the universe imagery that you see. You see a globular cluster through a 16-inch telescope. You only can wonder what's beyond that. What's beyond that? And that and that infinite. Yeah. Um, and it just leads to the question. There's got to be. You see the, stuff. the first image of a black hole. You know last year so you, you start Crazy. like stuff like that comes out and you're like holy shit <laughs> like what i mean what are we you know you you can't even it's, it just shakes the brain a little bit you know yeah no and in in thinking about this podcast coming up i was like oh i should go and reread <laughs> you know uh, <laughs> some of these old you know, books about uh, warped space time. You're doing far too much research. And, but I thought, <laughs> no, 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 no. I thought about it, and then I didn't because I was yeah. like, 
I can go and think about these numbers and these. It doesn't do anybody any good. You you can't even begin to, even when you're using like analogies and metaphor to try and some way get a grasp on the immensity of all this. It's still like you just can't. Grasp it's impossible. It. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. The the amount. Uh, the expanse, the expanse universe. It's just insane. It, it really. I don't think our brains are meant to comprehend it. You know, it's it's a wild thing to really think about all that. But we're all and believers here. Aliens. That there's aliens. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Yeah. Now, what's your theory? What's like? What are you thinking? Is it so the tic tac? Like, do you think it's like a little thing coming and probing the Earth and looking I around think and observing? It's so big that it's all that. It's all. It's everything. Yeah. So yeah. my theory is. When we sit here and think about what else is out there, if there's stuff that's existing sure. with us, alongside us, out there in the universe, my theory is we're so, in the grand time scale, let alone space scale, we're so minimal. Mm-hmm. We're such a beep that we are yeah. as entities and universes and sub-universes and multiverses and galaxies like a big field of lightning bugs. Sure. And yeah. we just pop, yeah. pop, pop. Yeah. And, and we'll be gone before we would That's even discover that another analogy. one would be out there, out there. But it's happening. Yeah. It may not happen in synchronicity with us. Right. But to think that we're the only thing that's popping into existence mm-hmm. is egotistical and sure. loony. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So can I lightning ask, bugs can I, is a beautiful yeah. analogy yeah. to like what you think of when you think of, you know, all of the various life forms that come and go. Yeah. The that's race my, chaser. That's, a, that's the race chaser dad taking a photo. We've, uh, that's my dad. Yeah. yeah. We've yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. alluded to it a few times. <laughs> <laughs> Just some random person. <laughs> yeah. Just get a little pick well, of we, these guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they look like celebrities. <laughs> Just a quick pick. <laughs> um, yeah, there's Julia getting the yeah getting yeah, the photos. Got got to thanks Julia. Thank you. Um, one of the topics that I know uh, you know tickles uh, Nathan's uh, taint over here <laughs> is the uh, <laughs> is the topic of the simulation. The simulation in this simulation. Do you like you mentioned that we're it, it's like a field of fireflies or something like that? Do you think that we're we could possibly be in a simulation? Um. Yes, but I guess my question would be, what would the difference be? That's it's another, a reality yeah. to yeah. us. It's That's a, always yeah. the rebuttal. But yeah. do you think that we're, yeah, I mean, I, it's really hard so for me to wrap my head around. I, I, I don't get the feeling that this is, um, like that I'm living in something that's mine and the rest of this around me is is not mine because if that's the case then I really fucked up yeah. <laughs> like, I made this not the best for me yeah. it's yeah. awesome yeah. but if I'm creating if I'm the root of this simulation or 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 the core that some other you know god or devil in the machine is operating around then they haven't really done me justice <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. if it's a if it's a simulation for all of us like this is all make believe yeah if we're all simulations, there's none of us then are. It's just are, that's yeah. kind of what reality is. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. because it is so. It's just a infinitesimal fuck. in its um. It, it, its presence. In other words, is the stuff that's not past or not future that's actually being experienced. And that second now it's gone. 
it, it might as well be a simulation because yeah. what's the difference between that and right. that second that just passed? I, yeah. I can't rewind life and go, that didn't. Let me recheck if that was a blip. Yeah. Yeah. It was well, just a blip. Much yeah. as we'd like to. <laughs> well, I mean, there's like, the, and to my understanding, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, you know, you can tell by talking to me, I don't understand what the hell I'm talking about, but, uh, <laughs> You know, to my knowledge, the simulation theory is there almost as if there was a civilization before us that almost planted us here and are yeah, almost, almost like we're observing a petri us. dish. Yeah, we're a petri like that's, dish. You know, that's kind of what you were thinking as far as that goes. I mean, every. I mean, obviously, we technically the way any way you look at it, whether yeah. it's you have a. Uh, you're a, a, have a scientific viewpoint on, on life or a religious standpoint on life or whatever you have I mean every day you don't know what's going to happen so it's almost almost to your point it is almost a simulation every single day you know that I, just is life yeah. you know? I think that at the end of the day uh, if we're talking about some sort of pre-human civilization some other mm-hmm. that is has conquered technology to the level that they can now project us into this thing and view us my feeling is that they would either one be uh, smart enough to make it more interesting or or two egotistical enough that they would be dwelling in their own realm of fantasy sure like if we look at where the world is actually going it's it's internalizing and it's going into virtual Anyhow, but that virtual won't be sellable to people if it's a virtual of someone else. Yeah, right. you want your yeah. own. Yeah, if we're gonna go virtual, like I want to see myself jumping through an asteroid field or whatever, <laughs> not somebody else yeah. doing. It. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. a good point. Yeah, I mean, that that's a that's just one one piece of the puzzle, and then on top of that, you have the fact that people uh, claim to have seen, you know, the visitors. Yeah, uh, that's like the Tic Tac. So it's kind of, you know, like you have almost, I don't know. Those those are the kinds of things that you kind of hear about. That you, you know, I've never actually seen anything. But you hear about those stories from reputable sources and you're going, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. We've had that conversation. But yeah, I'm, you, I'm not you, skeptical about that stuff. No. no. Like, uh, yeah, some of it's just going to be confusion. Sure. Like it can't all be factual. But... The, the, there's nothing in me that says that's any weirder than going to the rainforest and finding a new species of spider. Yeah. Like, it's weird shit's out there. Yeah, we haven't yeah. discovered, like, a tenth of what's in the we ocean. Don't, yeah, yeah, we don't. Exactly. So, I was yeah. just going to say. We have no idea what's down there, you know, which is so similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, anything else that would be... It's probably happening all the time, and we're just not recognizing it. Right. My guess is that most of the ones that you see are just the dumbasses, <laughs> right? Like the, yeah. the ones that are smart enough to be, you know, coming and going. Ooh, let's look at those little weird humans. Yeah. Are probably bright enough to not be caught, or to, yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. If yeah. they wanted to not be. Caught. Yeah. yeah. It isn't. I, I would be the only. <laughs> hey. <Yeah. laughs> look at me. I'm weird. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy too. Yeah. You look at the the, the Tic Tac one. What, what when we talk about that, it's so interesting. They said you know this fighter pilot is, it's honestly probably one of the most reputable sources for a UFO sighting. He says he sees it hovering over, kind of a cross shaped uh, under the water, and there's a theory that the Tic Tacs are like communicating with whales, and they're tracking whale migration, and they're just interested in that. It's like I don't know, maybe who knows? You know, yeah. you don't know. You just don't know. 
I don't know, but I hope it's true. That'd be cool. That'd just make things way more interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. You know? I mean, it's like people freak out because there's a new Netflix series. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's like that things communicating with whales. Yeah. yeah. Not from this planet. flying away to yeah. another planet. And they don't yeah. care about us. They care yeah. about whales. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's way more interesting. Like these losers. <laughs> Didn't it happen to Hitchhikers with the Dolphins? <laughs> right? Is that how that movie, that, that oh, book yeah, begins? I think so. I don't yeah. Know. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All the dolphins yep. are communicating and leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All the, the little click noises and things. Yeah, it's an interesting, uh, you know, people say that, though. I don't know. There's a following. It's crazy. Have you ever scuba dived with, with squid? No. No. That, yeah, they're aliens. They are. And they're smart. Yeah. They're smart. Like, you just look at them and you know they're smart. Yeah. And then you also know they're tasty. So, <laughs> <laughs> did you? I, I take it you went. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I. My background is in. Before I got into, <laughs> into making beer, <laughs> I was into uh, herpetology and marine biology. Oh, okay. So done a fair amount. <laughs> Natural tie-in. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. So yeah, I have, and they're. They're definitely very, very sentient. They know what's going on. Yeah. Hmm. That's no, crazy. I, I've never done that. No. That's like my background is in uh, insect ecology. And so what I studied was monarch butterfly interaction with milkweed. You look at a monarch butterfly metamorphosize into from larva to pupa. It's an alien. It, you look at this thing. It's, it's wild. You sit there and you just watch it all happen. It's an alien. It looks, it's like an alien. It's wriggling around. It's, it's a strange thing. It really is. I mean, and just the whole, just how everything functions in that system. It's just re- very, very strange. Now, I, I don't mean it's literally an alien. It's alien-like. It just, it, it just makes you start to think about other, other life outside of our, our planet. It's got to be. In my mind, you spent many, many weeks in the woods in Missouri. <laughs> I did <laughs> alone, in, alone a in, a, in a in a tent. Yeah, several months. Yeah. Uh, if you're not familiar with Missouri, between the months of May through July, it is the most tick-infested area in the country. Ooh. Oh yeah, are you gonna tell that story right now? I got a tick <laughs> in a place that you don't want a tick. Oh, <laughs> I've had the same thing. And yeah. honestly, and this is no no baloney, I got it when I was in the w- woods in Virginia watching butterflies. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I was, I had, so my research mentor, he's this British guy. He's like, you know, he's real, he's so into it. It's his passion. You know, I was one of his last students and he's still that passionate about it. We get down there and we had, you know, I had field pants on and a shirt, but I'm not like, equipped with tick spray or bands on my pants and he's like let's just go we go out in the field i had probably 50 <laughs> ticks on me i'm in the mcdonald's in gray summit missouri and i'm like looking down just the beginning of that story. <laughs> <laughs> you know this is bad yeah so, so there i one, was one of two things is gonna happen here <laughs> i drove so fast to the cvs two miles down the road it was unbelievable i'm like i need to get these out of my body it was wild it's a wild experience but all that stuff i mean when you sit there in nature and you watch it all happen and you spend you know months in the field like that it's um it's crazy it really gets you grounded in the same way that it gets you grounded when you look up and i think that's uh it's pretty special you know looking down at a tiny little leaf and watching an ant move around or whatever you get the same central feeling that visceral feeling when you look up at this guy it's pretty cool yeah so i would agree yeah 
I don't get that same feeling when I'm like riding bikes, but well, yeah. Speaking of bikes, but good good intro to yeah. Uh, yeah. show the guys our uh, I did not design. I did not imagine the breadth of scope of this podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, we we talk we, about we everywhere. There's no out of bounds. I mean, I've listened before. You yeah. usually get pretty out there, but yeah. this is bouncing around all yeah, over the place. Yeah, it is. It is. I We're like going it. aliens, I like cycling, it. ticks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever but, what really truly whatever comes to mind. And when you have ADD as bad as I do, you kind of just <laughs> well, let's go here, let's go here, let's go here. That's when, you like like what we were saying off air, when we first started, David and I, episode one, very structured, very honestly kind of awkward, boring, whatever. Once we realized, like, let's just have fun with this, you know? Yeah. Just in, in it, as we've had more fun with it, I think people that listen to it are enjoying it more. And so it's kind of a, a natural synergy there with uh, with some of the, t- the topics and the randomness. And yeah, we found our niche. You've got the podcast that talks about the pounds of thrust for the falcon heavy and then you've got us talking about ticks in places you don't want ticks <laughs> yeah <laughs> tick tacks <laughs> yeah yeah Ooh. wow <laughs> but yeah. uh but yeah the cycling kit um nathan introduce it yeah uh we so we went with a local supplier here uh company out of uh rockford michigan v v13 um they do some really really cool stuff i mean they, they, they're making like the the Olympians track suits for cyclists on the velodrome, it, like top end um, tech and yeah, a number of different pro teams using their stuff, and they've actually um, this is a, a new aero jersey that they're premiering this year. We were the first to actually have one designed um, within this kit, and so you know with our involvement with you guys, um, a couple other local companies, or not not so local I should say, with Ecliptic Brewing out in uh, Portland. Um, put together this this kit. We're we're excited to premiere it this year um, at, at some mountain bike races. At there's there's a local um, road race that we do every Wednesday night out towards Belding, uh, out on a racetrack out there, Grattan Raceway. Yeah. Um, so we're excited to premiere it this year. Wanted to share it with you guys. Got the Broadleaf logo on the rear pocket, and then we're gonna put the skull on the uh, left shoulder. That, yeah. That's amazing. And I gotta say, uh, when I saw that. We were on there with Ecliptic. So I, I went out and worked at Crux Fermentation Project in Oregon for a okay. while. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, Ecliptic is, like, badass. Yeah. So oh, yeah. seeing them on there with us, I'm like, all right. Yeah, yeah. that's a story. That's yeah. a street yeah. cred for sure. Yeah, yeah we, we – yeah, that was – I have a good friend, uh, one of my best friends growing up, Adam. He lives in Portland. Grew up with me in, the, in Michigan, of course. Moved out to Portland after college, and um, we started the podcast – he said, hey, I live like a stone's throw from this place, Ecliptic Brewing. Uh, you know, I, I've been there a few times. I don't know that much about it. I really enjoy their beer. But I, you guys, you know, when you come and visit, you should come here. And we were like, well, let's. this is crazy. We're thinking, um, of course, we like space-themed beer, but this is a space-themed brewery. We need to do a little research. And um, we interviewed John Harris uh, on the podcast. I think that was maybe episode 23 or something yeah, or 22 yeah, like yeah um and we built a little relationship with him just based on his story you know starting out at the shoots uh, doing his own thing for a long time and then br- kind of marrying his two passions of astronomy and beer and um that's been a really fun friendship as well and it was it was a blast talking to him yeah we when talked we, about telescopes for like 45 minutes way it, was too awesome. long, yeah. <laughs> it was awesome but when, yeah. when we first when he first it was a skype interview of course you know satellite style and um 
I think when he first hopped on, he kind of thought, like you said, he didn't really understand the breadth of the podcast. And I think he kind of thought we were just going to ask him the same old questions, the ones that he's always heard, what kind of beer do you, like all this stuff. And uh, we started just asking him, what kind of telescope do you have? What brand is it? What size is it? And he was like, you could see his eyes light up and it was really cool. Um, so we built a, a fun friendship with them as well. So yeah, it's it's been a, a crazy ride. And we're happy to have you guys on there as well. And we're repping um, you all yeah. summer long. Yeah. Yeah, we, we figured with the way that we've got the Eclipse on Tap logo on the right shoulder with the white with the black uh, logos, it only it only makes sense to do the black with the white skull on the other shoulder. It's badass. Okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, I Come, say to uh, you. A warm July <laughs> afternoon, we're going to be riding in here with our kits on. Yeah. Yeah. People Don't gonna, judge me. Yeah, Don't judge me. It's gonna be cool. We're we're so pumped for it, and um, so what? We'll probably probably get the order in end of this month or before. Oh yeah, like this week, week or two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let let us know how many you're ordering. I mean, we might want to jump in on some and sell a few sure. here. And yeah, just have some here. And yeah, like displayed. Cool. For sure. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. We're uh, it, that's the one thing that's so nice about working with V13 is they're right up the street, um, or right up the highway, I should say. Um, but very, um, what would you say, describing them? Not necessarily, not necessarily custom, but very flexible with their yeah. ability to work with this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- well, they're they're performance based, but they're also like they're all about getting engaged with the community and and you know. So I I'm um, on the planning committee for the MSU Grand Fondo that goes out of downtown out to Lakeshore. They're taking care of all of our. Um, jerseys for that for if you know if you fundraise a certain amount of money you get a jersey um so that you know they're really getting engaged with with the community riverbank run all that kind of thing um great great people to work with i mean they're they're small shop out of rockford but they they uh they take care of everybody and you know it's cool that you know we got local beer local supplier local podcast kind of tying everything together did, did you ever do the the cock to fly or the fly to cock oh, oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Got pretty Just smashed on sure. it. <laughs> number, number, yeah, a number of times. I probably shouldn't have ridden my bike home, but you know, it was fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. That was, was that the one that went up to from Vivant to Rockford Brewing. Yeah, yeah, and back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. a that's a good ride. We've done that similar ride, just on our own as well. Yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, yeah beer to start, you know, beer to finish, you know. oh, <laughs> or yeah. three or yeah. four. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, ride, the thing. The ride's yeah. left without us a number of times. Oh, yeah. And we've had to catch up on the white pine. and yeah, Cycling and beer have a weird synergy, too. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's strange. You know, you yeah. think, like, people that are really into cycling, even, like, at the top end um, or, like, at a, at a more performance-based level, maybe you drink even more beer than the ones that are more casual. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a really tight synergy there. So it's uh, we're yeah. so pumped that we get to throw you guys on there. Um, yes, it's a weird thing. Yeah, it's, it's cyclists and trombonists. Yeah, yeah. I get a lot of like a, a lot, lot of symphony players. A really, lot of symphony. Yeah. Really, yeah. one of my best friends lives in Kalamazoo. A good friend from grad school. He's a professional trombone player. Kalamazoo Symphony Orchestra, obsessed with beer. Awesome. Just like <laughs> that's his thing: Would trombones and beer. Point proven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. need to set up something that involves all three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cycling trombones. <laughs> Episode yeah. thirty-two. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I mean, yeah. Back back in the day, uh, you know, when you when you're uh, racing a back ton at and all band that. Camp. 
Yeah, back at band camp, <laughs> when you're racing a ton, and you're yeah, I spent a lot of time at coffee shops. Now I spend a lot of time at breweries. So now when it's it's less less serious, it's more uh, more casual, more you know, more for fun. Yeah, maybe at the most yeah. professional level of cycling, yeah, beer might not necessarily. You're be. Only, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> what, yeah, when you're at uh, you know doing whatever races, that you, like you're uh, you, you're definitely just hitting up uh, a coffee shop or two on the uh, on every day. But this is more maybe fun. maybe in the off season, you'd, you'd I'd always like every off season I'd go to Vivant, all like dead set monk member, get my chalice, boom, fill me up. But then uh, yeah, during the season keep it to the coffee shops but yeah. now it's, it's it does go hand in hand like yeah. literally every race we do now especially now that it's a lot of races are going off-road and off-road brings in more of the casual like just mountain biker guru blood sweat tears just love mud love everything about it and like let's have beers like yeah. let's get done let's drink a beer there's like literally a race in may yeah. called mud sweat and yeah. beers nice yeah and so. that, it's a great it's an awesome mountain biking race very yeah. very cool yeah it's yeah, that connection is is odd. How it but just yeah yeah you, yeah just kind of fi- it found its way. But yeah. I mean, yeah. even in, with us like being off the beaten trail, like I have multiple riders coming here. Like even during the winter, we've had people. Uh, Greg, one of our regulars over at Favant, still rides his ass over here. Like at wow. least once every once every week or other week, just yeah. to have beers. Load and even during bike. the damn winter, like is riding his bike around all over the place. That's commitment. Got to yeah. put a bike rack out front. We have the bike rack in back. We just have to screw it <laughs> in the damn cement to tell you the truth. Yeah, you don't want somebody walking off with the whole rack. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cycling beer. Who, who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Crazy. Yeah, and this is this is this is honestly like the location you're at. You know, I think it's gonna definitely if you you, you set that thing up outside, you're gonna have. All sorts of people, you know. Oh yeah, summertime. You can easily ride. At, you know, I mean, obviously you have 28th Street. You don't really want to ride a bike over there, but 29th Street you can definitely access it. You know, from this side. So, and you guys have the tents out in the summer, some chairs out there. People definitely ride up. I'll be one of them. So. We've had a lot of uh, college students from Calvin to tell you the truth oh, riding yeah. their bicycles, bicycles here in the summer. Yeah. Because it's so close, and there's a nice little trail that comes down off of like 29th here in Lake Eastbrook. Yeah. So then you can just take that down. Yeah. It's oh, pretty yeah. safe, you know. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. And it, I think uh, when we were here a couple times ago, do you guys uh, do you get a lot of traffic at the bar from maybe hotels, people staying at the airport? Yeah. So we, we were staying at the bar. Was it a Polish guy? Maybe we were next to. Uh, a couple times ago. I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah. Maybe I can't. No, remember. I think he was. Like down here, it was the yeah. German guy. German guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we do get a lot of uh, we get a lot of German businessmen that are co- in town to work with Steelcase or Ermin Miller to tell really? you the truth. Really? Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, they bring in a lot of engineers from Germany, hmm. uh, so we've seen a lot of them that they put up in these hotels here. Yeah. We also have seen a, a huge uptick in uh, airlines, just because almost all those guys have all of their people stay at these three hotels right here. So if you look at our beard forward, I saw board, that. Yeah, the a Southwest. lot of that is like yeah. yeah for the next pilot, you know, yep. the next Southwest airline person. I saw like a Southwest pilot bought like a beer forward for like an entire crew or whatever. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, yeah, it's stuff you kind of stumble upon, I guess, right? Yeah, mm. a lot of that. We're starting to get a, a bit of the the crowd from the malls and some of these other service industry, and then this uh, Michigan Sports Alliance complex that's right down the road from us. We get a lot of teams that once they're done with their practice. Uh, come down here after soccer and, and drink quite a few beers. <laughs> <laughs> and, 
<laughs> Hell yeah. Good. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds like a fun. Fill it up. Ole, ole, ole. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, as we're continuing to talk about these beers, one of the things that we didn't touch on was your favorite beers. We talked about our favorites. I think I think Paradise Mutation may be my new favorite broadleaf beer. I think it's mine. David? Okay. Thank so, you. Yeah. And what about you guys? The, the, you're the ones I want to really know. Oh, God. Go ahead. <laughs> um, my favorites would be the Lost Pilot that we made. That was the sour uh, so tea beer that we had with Roybus Tea. That was just out of this world good. It, personally, it also reminds me of the Little Prince book series, which is also <laughs> like a space exploration, visiting new planets, um, that type of thing. It was just really ethereal when I was reading that as a child and carried on to my adult life. Uh, the other one would be the de-extinction, bringing things back from that was so the edge of existence, oh, the edge of uh, you know extinction being gone forever from us. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that kind of a concept I really like. Uh, and just that beer was out of this world. It was good. freaking yeah. good. Yeah. That was one of the first ones, wasn't it? The Extinction? Yeah. yeah, it was right up there with one of the first things we did. Um, I'm glad you chose those because those were two that I fought hard for from a stylistic standpoint. Basically, we, we, we said we have Big Red Cock of Avant. We wanted mm-hmm. to make a beer similar to that, but said how can we make it crazier. Um, so we, we said... Well, let's triple dry hop and double centrifuge. <laughs> and my brewer said, yeah. And my accountant said, what Whoa. the? <laughs> Why? Um, and yeah, Lost Pilot, uh, previous uh, brewer who worked here, uh, Brian Kaczynski, liked getting into using teas in beers. Mm-hmm. And we've just kind of continued that as kind of a thing that we do here, particularly with sours. Um We'll have some more of those coming out relatively soon. Nice. Um, okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably put those two up near the top for me as well, um, as far as broadleaf stuff. I'm really in love with, uh, we have it in cans here. It's a beer called Ving Thor, and it's, uh, it's just an old-school Belgian dark beer um, that we do at Vivant. That it's just one of those Belgian beers that you go, oh, yeah, that's why everybody thought they were the best, because <laughs> they kind of are. Is it kind of um, solitude it's literally when we went to make that beer, yeah. I said to my head brewer, I said, let's do Solitude, yes. but turn it up to 11. Yes. <laughs> I miss Solitude good. a lot. Yeah, yeah. I do. A lot of that people do. Best. A lot of people do. Yeah. Yeah. And Triumph. Yeah, yeah Triumph. Oh. Triumph will be back. A lot of people are like, why don't you bring it back? It's um, that particular yeast we don't use anymore. Oh. And we also can't get the, per- the exact hops. So we can make a Triumph, but it wouldn't really be Triumph, and it would feel a little bit like lying. Um, so we're kind of waiting until we can get it right to gotcha. do it again. Okay. Nice. But it'll be back at some point. Awesome. You just Woo! made my night. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite beer you've had at Broadly? Uh, Broadly, I'm going de-extinction. Oh, yeah. So good. It was yeah. It was just so money. Like, just hit my palate. That's that's my kind of beer. Yeah, I love the – like, that was a red IPA, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the, I like the malty backbone of an IPA. Yep. Yeah. The, any of those beers, I feel like I'm big on those. It's really, really good. And the other one, I think my runner-up maybe was uh, Holy Olaf. I was yeah, talking to you. Yeah. I was talking to you about that on uh, Saturday. You're, so you're good. not the only one. Yeah. I hear that literally like four times a week. Yeah. yeah. People ask me when Holy Olaf is coming back. Uh, when Deep Circus is coming back. Yep. It's uh, it's really nice to hear people like wanting these beers so much, 
like especially some of those beers that we had on for a long time. Yeah, Holy Olive was know? on for probably what your first four months, maybe yeah, four or five months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we made a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, when we started, we, when yeah. we started slower than we thought we were gonna be. So yeah, we, yeah, that will be back for sure. We haven't done anything with Kvike in a while, and we'll be doing more of those Scandinavian things. Yep. Um, very very soon yeah that one was delicious I, that's julia my wife that was by far her favorite as well and uh yeah we had some good yeah. times with yeah, that good one. news for yeah. for de-extinction fans so uh we're doing our first push self-distro the three cans we talked about already mm-hmm. yep and then the, the second push the second wave will be de-extinction hazy j making hazy j again okay uh, and then something else, probably some sort of lager, but we're not exactly sure what okay. that third one will be yet. Cool. So it'll be in cans and out at your favorite bars as well, hopefully. Yeah, so. love it. Awesome. So good. And will you be um, and on some of these that you come out with, you know, for a short period of time, will you be sort of re releasing them at certain times throughout the next, you know, over the coming years and stuff like that? Or is it going to be kind of, you know, maybe one and done for a little while you know the answer is we have no idea (laughs) (laughs) we are going we we don't so you know historically open a brewery you kind of come out and you go these are our mainstays this is what we're going to be making yeah Uh, or you kind of work at it until you get a beer that you really like and then just continue to make that we're taking the tact of complete and total chaos uh, <laughs> right. we, we don't yeah. really have a game plan right now it's really it comes down to what we think people are going to want and what we have the ingredients to make mm-hmm. that's a lot of it that people don't understand is because craft beer is blown up so much it's not you can't get the hops that you want all the time so sometimes it's, we're not able to make what we want to make the nice sure. thing is we we got really lucky in that we started doing big red with citra which is now a really hard, it's an awesome hop and it's hard to get hop now, but we've contracted it out so we can make Big Red and De-Extinction and stuff without having to worry about not being able to get Citra. But some of this other stuff that we've done, we're either using a, a weird grain, a weird ingredient, a weird yeast, a weird, weird process. So some of it's not repeatable um, and some of the stuff that is is only repeatable at certain times. Mm-hmm. Um, so... We don't really know. It's Good. a great yeah. question that we <laughs> honestly we're always yeah. in debate about, like what becomes mainstays, what becomes seasonal or you know re- repeated. Yeah, sure. So we don't know. I yeah. think I was talking to you on Saturday about is that Star Wars I hear? Uh, well, it's, yeah. it's called Star Wars, Star Wars and Other Galactic <laughs> Funk by uh, uh, Oh yeah, it's a, a, a album my mom had on vinyl from. Uh, it actually came out the same year that the original Star Wars came out. Oh yeah, uh, only like four months after Star Wars came wow, out. Really? So they literally like heard the fucking soundtracks, got a group together, and were just like, we need to make a galactic <laughs> funk album. <laughs> so good. And they did it. That's so good. And then we, I heard er, earlier when we were talking about uh, Aliens, David Bowie was on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Could it have oh, been better? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it's good. Um, we're also on a bowling league, so we, uh, <laughs> we'll we we'll hit up the jukebox with some David Bowie when we're uh, When we bowl bowling, on so. Monday nights, uh, yeah. we infiltrate the jukebox with good music. <laughs> Nice. Just another thing that we can bounce this podcast around on is bowling. <laughs> we actually have had a full pod. Oh, maybe I think a we full podcast about like our connection with like space and, and bowling. bowling. <laughs> just yeah, it's weird. We can pull just about anything out of our ass. So uh, yeah, pretty much what it comes <laughs> down to is at one point in our three game set, we always turned "Life on Mars" by David Bowie on. Yeah. And you know, it's that big chorus. It builds and it builds and it builds. We always try to time a strike perfectly with that, yeah, yeah, yeah. and if it hits. 
He's the only one that's ever done I've it. Done it perfectly. I'm talking it. like have it on video too. On nail on the head, exactly perfect strike. Yeah. And what was funny is when we had been trying it that night a couple times, and there was a group of people there. We always bought wangers on Leonard, and there's a group of people, and they could kind of catch on to what we were doing. We didn't know. We didn't talk to anybody, <laughs> and he did it, and everyone freaking cheered. It was we were so good. <laughs> Anti-social, just talking to ourselves, just like oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Finally, I did it, and everyone's standing up cheering, high fiving me, and like, it was great. It was yeah. good. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. bouncing around, what, where, which in every way. We touched on every topic on this podcast. <laughs> sure. We got the That's aliens. Good. We got you know beer. We got you know what space, else? the universe, everything, yeah. bowling, yeah. ticks, yeah. ticks, <laughs> tic tacs, all sorts of stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, I think getting back to like the what you're talking about with the beer. I th- I think one thing that's really cool about that as like a byproduct is it gives that exclusive feel to a lot of these beers. And then maybe when you you can acquire those ingredients again, you get this big re-reveal of de-extinction and people are pumped about it. I think that's got to be an inherent... It's it's hard to explain to people who are still... I mean, even in a craft-saturated place like Michigan, people still have a hard time grasping that, that we can't just create more yeah, yeah. these um, things are grown <laughs> yeah and sometimes when we can we just refuse to yeah. like you know i mean jamoka love shadow is tasting so good right now but mm-hmm. we're never gonna make that beer again that beer is a pain in the ass to make i mean it takes basically two years really wow. by the time you know brewing the base beers putting it in wood figuring yes, out I what guess. you're gonna get it's just <laughs> some of these things are just so difficult um, that we're just like we don't care how much yeah. you like it. get it now because it's gonna be gone. That, w- yeah. that was an extremely good one, and I remember on our first tour when you took us when Broadleaf first opened, you guys had your barrels over there. That was kind of like Vivant and Broadleaf's stock of barrels, and I remember you saying how a lot of this stuff it's difficult. It takes time. It's it's ingredients that aren't synthesized. It's just this stuff's all part of the the project. It's uh, it it requires time and energy. So forces you to get creative too yeah. you know because you're like what resources do we have what haven't we already done what's out there to explore yeah it's uh it's it's that a lot yeah. and um that is something that is very difficult to carry on for a long period of time yeah um which is why it was so nice to get this kind of in- injection of newness into the company yeah. Because it lets you start painting with different colors. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, sometimes you go, oh, yeah. And then we can go back over to the original and and reset that. It's just been like this. It's this feeling of, like, rebirth. Right, yeah. It really feels this, this weird kind of cyclical generational thing almost. Yeah. Resetting all that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Man, we love what you guys do. We love we you guys. Appreciate you guys awesome. uh, letting us, us sit up here at the Escape Pod at Broadleaf <laughs> Local Beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a pleasure, uh, and we really thank you guys Hope a lot. to be back very soon. Sorry. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was really fun. Uh, really enjoyed myself, and uh, we appreciate you guys. We love what you do, and we're ex- super excited to uh, be on, on, sure. on, the, on the jersey and mm-hmm. to see you guys very frequently and oh yeah hear, hear yeah. more hear yeah. more odd yeah. <laughs> yeah. stories yeah. well, we'll you don't know by. where the wormhole is going to take you well yep. you never know <laughs> you start talking about cycling and you start talking about saddle sores we'll, we'll stop by <laughs> sometime when I'm in my chamois I'll stop by I'll tell you a story okay. <laughs> alright cool. we'll leave that one for uh, another time <laughs> yeah.
But with that said, um, you can follow uh, you can follow our podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Eclipse on Tap. You can uh, also hit us up on our website at eclipseontap.space. And then one of you guys want to talk about where people can follow you guys? Yeah. On social media. So you media? can find uh, Broadleaf either at uh, on Instagram at uh, Broadleaf Local Beer, uh, on Facebook of course at Broadleaf Local Beer. Uh, other than that, you can check like our music calendar uh, through Review or through uh, WYCE or Experience Grand Rapids to see what's going on within the tap room. Awesome. And located at the corner of Lake Eastbrook and 29th. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right in the center of Kentwood. Yeah. People can. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So it's been a it's been a great time. Episode 30. With that, it's a wrap, my friends. Cheers. 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 Cheers.